You're listening to Hockey to Heroin, the road to recovery on the Hockey Podcast Network. New episodes Wednesdays and Saturdays. Follow Hockey to Heroin on Twitter. That's at Hockey, the number two heroin for updates and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Brady Leavitt, like any other Canadian kid, his dream was to play in the National Hockey League. Success came easily to Leavitt as he began to turn heads in the Junior Leagues. Well, he pass for Long, he's got Leavitt with him, Long walks in, Sanders, goal! Leavitt to right-hand shot, rotates, and then sends it along, back to Leavitt, And here we go, right off the bat, a fight ensues, and it's Leavold and Curran, they're both getting in shots. Now Leavold throwing right after right, and just connecting like crazy. Once I met heroin, I mean, it was just, that became my new passion. What's the reason that young people who are athletes get addicted to heroin? They injure themselves, and they're more likely to be prescribed an opioid. And once addicted, many are going to switch over to heroin because it's much more cost-effective. And the effects that they produce in the brain are indistinguishable. When we talk about painkillers, we're essentially talking about heroin pills. Welcome back to another edition of Hockey to Heroin, The Road to Recovery. Guys, this is episode number 26. Uh, Really excited for this one. So guys, if uh, you've been following along, I was actually supposed to have Jake Newton on the podcast. Uh, Jake Newton they just had a great article uh, in the hockey news come out about his uh, tragic battle with sexual abuse as a kid and um, you know the trials and tribulations that come with that and how he's been able to uh, battle through that and continue on his hockey uh, pro journey. So uh, I was looking forward to uh, catching up with Jake and getting to know him a little bit better, but uh, things didn't quite align. However, uh, I have a, a great episode in store for you guys. I'm actually probably more excited for this one than than most, uh, if not all. Um, but guys, of course, if you're listening to this, uh, it's on the Hockey Podcast Network. And if you're listening to the Hockey to Heroin, the Road to Recovery feed, of course, it's great. I appreciate it. Uh, but you want to hop over to the Hockey Podcast Network guys they have somewhere around 40 different podcasts uh so one for every single nhl team uh dep- doesn't matter where you live what team you cheer for uh we have a podcast uh for you uh on top of that guys there's bonus content podcasts such as hockey to heroin the road to recovery tales with tr terry ryan's podcast uh also guys house of hockey uh which is a lifestyle podcast with a female's perspective. So for all my female listeners out there, check that one out. Also, uh, the Fourth Line Voice, which is an enforcer-based podcast, has some great interviews with uh, from grinders and fighters from the minors and the NHL. So check that guy, check that out for sure, guys. Uh, once again, so, thank you so much for all the continued support. Uh, not even at the three-month mark, guys, and it's just continuing to pour in and there's just really no words. Uh, my vocabulary is not that strong, not that big. So um, just before I say anything, once again, thank you to everyone. I truly, truly appreciate it. Um, right now I am unfortunately 
uh, not recording uh, in the Matthew Lashinsky Memorial Studio. Uh, that is because it's under construction, guys. Uh, Matt Thompson was up here a couple weeks ago and I got to meet him for the first time. And um, guys, it was a blast. We, we uh, hung out more than we did building and we got, uh, you know, the majority of it built, but he's coming back down in a couple of weeks. And actually, he called me um, last night and was like, hey, I put my sled for sale. Uh, I'm going to buy an ATV. So when I come, uh, I'll have my own ATV because if you guys listen or see my Facebook videos, I live surrounded by trails and I'm in the bush in Muskoka. And, um, he fell in love with the area too when I brought him here and uh, he's excited to hit the trails uh, and come back up and finish the Matthew Lashinsky Memorial Studio. Uh, of course, guys, Matthew Lashinsky uh, was a former Sault Ste. Marie Greyhound. Uh, he was born in 1987, the same year as myself uh, and Matt Thompson. Um, his story, Matthew Lashinsky, is very much like mine. He suffered with mental health and addiction, uh, but he lost his battle. Uh, with his addiction in 2017 and I never uh, got to meet him uh, but Matthew Thompson shared the story uh, through Facebook and that's how this whole thing started and I say it every single podcast and if you're sick of listening about it too bad turn off the podcast because I'm going to keep saying the same thing we're never ever ever going to forget about this guy um, you know so turn it off right now if you don't like listening to it because I'm going to keep saying it um guys uh we are doing some amazing things we've had some amazing donations uh, matt's aunt and uncle uh mr and mrs lalan uh who they told me to call them john and brenda um but you know they sent us a, a, a nice generous donation and we you know matthew lashinsky's parents and sister have sent me donations uh and it's just been great guys sean horsewell donated the floor uh, Chad Balcom, who uh, is the host of WHL Unfiltered, is a great podcast. If you are a WHL fan or a junior hockey fan, check it out. Uh, he's actually based out of Oregon. Well, he is a uh, some sort of machinist, metal shop worker. This guy uh, made, designed a plaque. While well, him and I together, uh, you know, I just told him what I what I wanted on it a little bit, and uh, this guy actually sent uh, this plaque and paid for the shipping and everything. Uh, and I got it last week, and it looks incredible um also guys uh i've rounded up matthew lashinsky's game worn skates uh matt thompson was able to get those guys so that's awesome uh we just you know it's just incredible so uh we're gonna get that studio done and all these episodes are gonna be recorded uh in the in the studio and it's gonna be my little office area too it's it's actually pretty big it's gonna be beautiful guys so i'm really excited about that for sure uh actually steve Taylor's dad and I are going to get out there and probably cut off the roof that we need to cut off here um, before Matt comes out in the next day or two. Um, that leads me into the Puck Support Foundation, guys. I'm going to continue to talk about this too. It's a, this new charity, nonprofit that we are starting. There's a group of us. Yes, it was my brainchild, but uh, I cannot do this by myself. And, and it's so much bigger than myself. Um, you know, Ken Campbell from the Hockey News. Uh, has written an amazing mission statement. I wrote the rough draft um, and he revised it, which is just fantastic. Um, Steve Buckley from Five Hooligans Media has done just an amazing voiceover um, clip for us that's gonna be available on our uh, website, which is gonna be published shortly. Um, if anybody wants to get involved, you can check out at Puck Support on any social media, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Puck Support on Facebook. Uh, also, you can email us, team at pucksupport.com, that's T-E-A-M, at pucksupport.com. Uh, 
foundationguys.com. Um, lots going on with the foundation guys, and you know, we just need a lot of help. And you know, uh, we're looking at uh, working with lawyers and trying to find the right one to uh, accommodate all of our needs and uh, make sure that we're doing everything absolutely the right way. Um, and that's the most important thing so that we can just get out there and start helping people. Um, you know, we're going to have a 1 800 number um, for, for guys to call. Uh, minor hockey players, junior hockey players, professional hockey players, men and women, boys and girls. Um, that's going to be available to everyone and coaches as well. Um, you know, anyone in the hockey community, guys, because everyone's everyone has problems, right? Mental health, addiction, um, you know, it, it is so far reaching. If you don't know anybody that's been touched by mental health, addiction, suicide, alcoholism, any of these things, um, I probably would say I don't believe you or you're probably under the age of five and don't understand what I'm talking about, um, to be honest. And that's the sad kind of world we live in. But however, there's a positive message here because, you know, there's things already in place and we're building a great foundation here with the support of some incredible people like Darren McCarty and Doug Gilmore and Doug McLean from formerly of Hockey Night in Canada. Like guys, it's just insane. Theo Fleury too, guys. Um, so, you know, we're just really excited about that. Um, uh, I too want to say uh, thank you to my dad quickly, Brian, who I, you know, always am saying thanks to because this guy has done so much for me. Um, the Roadcaster Pro is this amazing podcast um, interface, guys, and it's going to really take my podcast to the next level. And it's, you know, it's about a thousand bucks. and. So I, uh, you know, was able to, you know, put 720 bucks down on it and I sent it to Sean Horswell who tirelessly tracked one down because I couldn't find one. It took us like two weeks after getting rejected and finding one and it being sold and then ordering it and then them saying they had it and they didn't have it. Um, they were back ordered everywhere. And this guy actually got one ordered in along McQuaid in his hometown in Brampton. And guys, uh, you know, he went and put the deposit down on it on, with his own money. Um, and then I sent him, you know, 720 bucks. He went and put a payment on it, uh, sent me the receipt, and my dad sent me the, the 250 bucks that was remaining. I sent it to Sean Horswell. He went and paid for the Roadcaster Pro. He sent me a picture of it. He's got it. And guess what? This guy owns a trucking company in the Barry Aurelia area. He's already sent a truck with a skid full of flooring for the studio, like paid out of pocket. Now he's sending a truck um, with just to bring me the roadcaster so that I don't have to wait a week for Canada Post or Pure Later or whatever else. Um, just incredible. So thank you, Sean. Thank you to my dad, Brian. Um, also, um, before I get in to the episode, I have a couple more things. I know this intro is long, guys, but I have a lot to say and I want to make sure I'm saying everything that needs to be said. So um, with the foundation, with everything that's going on, guys, um, as it stands right now, uh, I actually get drug tested, urine drug tested twice a week, um, you know, because I'm on methadone. I've, I've said before, I'm trying to get off off it. I'm very transparent with, with everything that's going on. It's a process, right? It's keeping me off the drugs. And that to me is the main, main thing here. Um, you know, yes, I smoke pot um, and I'm on methadone. So if you want to say I'm not clean, Maybe I agree with you in a sense, but guess what? Uh, I'm not using any hard drugs today um, and I'm not, you know, and I'm managing my life and things are just so good. So, um, you know, people could say you can cheat a urine drug screen, okay? 
I agree with you 100%. I've done it. Um, I haven't done it for a while. I haven't been doing it since I've been clean. Um, however, uh, my ex also knows this. So in the court system a few years ago, guys, it's actually in, in the court that I have to get hair follicle drug testing to see my kids who I haven't seen in a few years. Um, so that's what I'm doing anyways. And I'm doing it for the foundation because I'm on the board of the foundation so that I can present it to everybody and say, hey, guess what? Here's a hair follicle drug test from the government uh, agency or whatever. There is no way to cheat it. They cut my hair off my head. They can go back three to six months, whatever they want to do. And here's your proof right there. And there's a number of reasons why I'm doing that. One, because I have to if I want to see my kids. And that's the number one most important reason. Two, because, um, you know, and I don't have to do it. But if I want to see my kids, I have to do it. So, of course, I'm going to do it um, because, like, I'm, I'm clean, right? I want to get my kids back. But number two, um, I want to make sure that I'm accountable so that, I, you know, if I'm thinking about using, well, guess what? I know I'm going to get caught. Um, so that's going to deter me. Um, and number three, I want these guys that I'm working with on the Puck Sport Foundation to not have to worry or whatever. And if they are worried, they can go back and have that reference point. This might all sound crazy to people, but guess what? My life was crazy. A life of a drug addict is crazy. I don't have the trust of everybody. And if people say they trust me, that's great. But I know I have to earn it. So this is part of earning it. And on top of that, I want to share a quick story. So I'm not going to say who. But there is a guy that was supposed to come on my podcast, okay? And he's in the NHL. And it doesn't matter who. He's a former teammate of mine. And he actually reached out to me and said, Hey, Leo, uh, I want to come on the podcast. I'll do anything to help you, anything to pump it up. I just want to help you. I want to see you do well. Good for you, buddy, all this stuff. I said, Hey, man, thanks. And uh, I said, That's awesome. I truly appreciate it yada 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 let's set it up so we set it up and i went to call him in the morning and he goes hey leo the movers are just here um can we do it another time and i said yeah sure no problem pal like not a big deal and um you know so i was able to find someone to fill in the next day because we were supposed to do it later he didn't answer and i called him the next day he didn't answer now all of a sudden it's going straight to voicemail okay I, and I'm going, this guy blocked my number and he didn't say nothing, okay? So now, I'm, I think, <laughs> so now, so now I say to my buddy Hangen, Mike Hangen, who's my best friend and, and chief executive director of the Puck Support Foundation, former WHL player uh, and professional player and WHL coach, BCHL coach, won the RBC. Um, just an unbelievable dude. He's my, he's my best friend best friend in the whole world and so I told him about this and we both you know know this guy so um, anyways I said yo I'm gonna block my number and call so sure enough I block my number and it rings and it rings and the guy picks up and I just hang up so I know right there he blocks my number so now fast forward a month and I've talked about it with a, a couple of different people now and of course I would never put this guy on blast and if you want to try to figure it out go ahead but I'll never tell you who it is um, so now I reached out to him or something. And by this point, I have Darren McCarty on the podcast, Doug Gilmore on the podcast, um, Theo Fleury on the podcast. So, you know, this guy is nowhere near um, the hockey resume um, that these people have, which doesn't necessarily matter in, in the podcast. But let's say in the hockey world, these guys are tremendously respected. Okay. So now 
my podcast has a little more credibility, you would say, which is fantastic. These, what these guys did for me is I cannot say enough about it, okay? But, so now I reach out to this guy, now this guy wants to answer. And he doesn't say anything at first, and I, and I, I went right on the defensive, or on the attack, I should say, and said, man, I understand that you're in a situation, you're in the NHL. You, my, my podcast is called Hockey to Heroin. That is not the best image. I get it. No problem. Da, 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 da. But you should have just told me, like a man, yes, like a man, like a man. And I could have been like, hey, bud, no problem. Let's do it when you retire or whatever. And you have, guys have to remember, this guy reached out to me. All my guests, pretty much, I've reached out to them. This guy reached out to me. So, I, you know what I mean? I was like, okay, this is awesome, you know? And, and so this is what happened. So then now on this day, he says to me, hey, Leo, uh, to be honest with you, you sounded a little banged up. And if you're still using, I don't want any part of it. Hmm. But, 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 you know, if you're not, then it's all good. So here's how I respond to that. I, I don't even say anything, I don't think. Here's what my take on it before I say anything, okay? This is why we're starting the Puck Support Foundation, for one, okay? For well, one, this let's is why say you it. have this is why you have this right here is why you have ignorant people that do not understand substance abuse. Number one. Yes, we'll get to that. And that and I'm gonna yeah. introduce my guest and I can't wait for him to hop on it and and that's so awesome. And, and that is and that's just right. And maybe I'll save this and we can talk about it. But so yeah, my basically, um, you know, where so what if I'm fucked up and I need support, you don't help me? Like I don't turn my back on brothers like that. So if you're listening, you know what, bud? I don't. I honestly, I don't need you on my podcast. I wish you all the best in your hockey career uh, and your life. Um, but you know what? I have people that support me no matter what. And guess what? I wasn't banged up, but I've been clean for five months, and I'm gonna continue to be clean. And I'm gonna show these hair follicle drug tests just in spite of you. And of course, for my kids, number one. But anyways, that's just a story I wanted to share with anybody. Maybe I'm being mm -hmm. a little bit immature, mm -hmm. but that's just a story I wanted to share with people because that is the reality that we live in. So now, um, without the last thing I want to say, guys, before I get into this episode, which I'm really excited about, um, is I'm about to have a baby here in October again, and we're going to do a, a reveal. Uh, we're going to do a hockey reveal. So. Um, Taylor's family has a friend, Donna Reed, who, who's suffering from pancreatic cancer, and she's had a really rough go and has to get blood transfusions and, and chemo and all that stuff. And I had never met her, um, but I knew she loved Doug Gilmore. And right around the time I had Doug Gilmore on the podcast, um, she she was doing a blood transfusion. So I asked him to do a video to her, and, and right away he did, and, and I was able to send it to her while she was sitting there. And I still hadn't even met her at this point. So later that night, she shows up. She got a donation for the studio. Um, and a cool old Toronto Maple Leafs pin and a really nice card and we hung out for four hours and it was great and um, anyway she came back over last night because I don't have a hockey stick right like all I have is skates it's all I've had for years Swift Current Broncos gave me skates when I got out of jail and they were great and that's so nice but and Sean Horst well actually the guy who sent me the flooring bought me gloves and a stick I just haven't got it yet so anyways Donna Donna goes out and find track asks Taylor's mom my girlfriend what flex I use what curve I use all this stuff so she tracks one down um, and she brings it she brings over these two sticks and she ends up coming over and, and hanging out last night and, and it was just really nice so I want to say thank you to Donna 
um, for the sticks. We're gonna do the reveal as soon as these pucks that are gonna explode, blue or pink, I don't know yet, because I honestly don't know. Taylor's mom's the only one that knows what we're having right now. Um, and then I also just wanna say thank you to Justin Bryan, who ran me through a life a life coaching session today, which was just fantastic. So guys, if you guys wanna check him out, uh, I'll provide you guys with the information at the end of the podcast, but it was fantastic. So thank you to Justin. Um, just awesome goal setting, that kind of stuff. Um, just fantastic stuff. So guys, of course, this episode, episode 26, is proudly brought to you by Team Issue Limited. Team Issued is connecting all walks of life. Team Issue does this by recreating that special feeling of being part of something bigger, a community for all striving towards the same goal. Guys, go to teamissue.ca. Check it out. That is former WHL player Jesse Paradise, his clothing company. He's also on the board of directors for the Puck Support Foundation. Uh, he is a financial analyst at the University of Manitoba. He'll be writing his uh, CPA, Charles, Chartered Professionals Accountant uh, exam uh, coming here in September. So we want to wish him luck on that. But guys, go support his clothing brand. Uh, it's sick. I got team issued everything. Uh, use, like I said, use promo code TOEDRAG15 to get 15% off your total purchase. Uh, and of course, guys, of course, every Sunday night, uh, we do a live stream giveaway on uh, either my Facebook page or the Hockey to Heroin page, one or the other. You can find it on there, both. Um, but to sign up for that, go to HockeyToHeroin.com, right on the homepage, fill it out, you sign up. Uh, we give away free team issue gear every week. Right now, we've been giving away uh, socks and face masks. Um, the socks are like athletic socks, you know, like you know, like the thin ones you want to wear in skates, and then like all the guys like the, they're like that. They're sick. Uh, anyways, yeah. guys, that brings me in to episode 26. Jake Newton couldn't be here, so um, this is such a cool story. This guy just wants to get on here and talk, and I just keep talking and talking and talking and talking. But here we go. So. Jake Newton was supposed to be on the podcast and uh, because, you know, the kids were being loud and I can't be in the studio and everything, just didn't work out. And then I said, Jake, can we do it later? And he had prior commitments. So he's like, hey, bud, can we do it another day? And I said, no problem. Of course, because it was my fault, right? Or whatever. It was my, I was the reason why we couldn't do it. It wasn't him. And so I was sitting on the couch, pissed off, not at him, not at me, just that things weren't working out, sulking like a little baby that I can be sometimes. I need to work on this shit. And so I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, well, I know Mike Hangen will hop on with me and me and him always have stuff to talk about. We can talk about the foundation, no problem. Um, but, you know, whatever. So as I'm sitting there, I get a message uh, from Jason Linder, okay? And I don't really know this guy, I just have him on Facebook. Um, and he actually sends me a message with a link to um, this Eric Guest thing that's going on right now, I guess. He was forced to do drugs or, or something. I actually, I, I don't really want to comment on it because I don't know the whole story. But that was the main base of the message, right? He sent a link and so like I see the picture, go to the link. So I obviously I clicked on it right away. Um, and I didn't even read the story. All I saw was hockey player drugs. So instantly I try to find this guy on Instagram and Twitter because I just want to talk to the kid and see what happened, get the real story. Um, and then I, you know, I go back to the message and now I see Spencer Mayer uh, has uh, also start or, or is starting uh, a treatment center for athletes or a treatment center. And 
so I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Like, I don't know who this guy is, but that'd be a cool connection because I'm starting to, we're starting the foundation. Um, always looking to meet people in recovery and just help in whatever way we can. And, and that's just the message, right? And so, you know, I'm like, do you have both of their contact information? And so this guy says, well, I don't have air guest information. All I have is his Instagram. So he sends it to me. So uh, right away, I go to Instagram and I send off a message or I add Eric Guest and I send him a little message or whatever, which I still haven't heard back from. I haven't checked my phone and who knows if I will. And then I go back to the message and to save this Spencer Mayer's number uh, in my phone for a later date. And sure as shit, another message comes in and this guy says, Spencer Mayer knows you through a guy named Pete Fry. And I'm like, Spencer Mayer, yeah. this guy's... I said, this guy's talking about Spencer Meyer. I said, no freaking, I said, no freaking way. So when I was like 20, I don't know, this is like 2013. Oh, that's long back, long back, long back. Yeah, 2013, I was his personal coach. So this kid uh, grew up, uh, you know, in the Surrey area, you know, played Surrey Banamay 1. Uh, played for the Grandview Steelers. Uh, he went and played in the under 16 BC Cup with current NHLers like Jake Vertanen. Uh, he didn't only play in that tournament, he led the tournament in scoring by three points. Um, I think he led it in goals and assists, if I look correctly. It was six and six, uh, 12 yep. points in like five games. Um, and just, you know, on a real good path. Uh, heading in the right direction. He was drafted uh, in the WHL in the fourth round by the Prince Albert Raiders, 88th overall in 2011. Um, and so I met him about two years later uh, out at NTR in Langley. And uh, to be honest with you guys, I wasn't really in a good way, um, but I was trying. Um, and uh, I met this kid and this kid had so much potential and so much drive and he was big and he was tough. And, uh, fuck, he could move and he had skill and I just, I love to work with him. Um, and, and me and him instantly connected and uh, so anyways, without further ado, uh, living in Edmonton, Alberta now and I want to get to uh, what you're doing now and, and what's happened and what's transpired. But Spencer Meyer, thank you for filling in, man, last minute and what a pleasure, bud. Thank you, man. It's been way too long. Definitely, definitely. Wow. I've been listening to you for about, uh, let me say, 20, what, what is it, 25 to, to 30 minutes. Uh, you know what? You have inspired me in the past 30 minutes than, than anybody has inspired me in the past one second. <laughs> just, based, just based on what you were saying, to be yeah, honest. Well well, it's funny because uh, this isn't a video podcast. I, I really want to get into the video podcasting. And once we get the studio set up, uh, and, and I'm sure you're going to talk about what your setup's going to be like. And, and that's something that I would really like to help you with because I have a couple uh, new connections in the podcast in industry as well uh, with uh, with Jake Newton, too. So, um, but no, he, uh, I want to have that sort of set up too with multiple cameras and, and it just gives uh, the viewers another option and, and, you know, but for right now we stick with the audio. So, but right now we can see each other. And so I haven't seen this kid. He's not a kid. He's 24 now, but 
And man, he's like all tatted up and he's jacked and he's just huge. And you know what I mean? And he does, he does he's still got the same smile as he had when he was 17, but you know what I mean? And, yeah, uh, it's it's a, just, the, same, the exact same smile, the exact same smile. Yeah, yeah it's it, listen, listen, buddy. It's it before we get into it. It is, uh, it's fucking awesome to see you, buddy. Uh, it, hey. I can't even, I can't even, uh, I can't even tell you enough, man. Because I'll be honest, um, you know, I did a fair, fair bit of, um, you know, uh, yeah, I got one to know, on one coaching. getting to know Spencer at seventeen. Like I, I had a lot of different students. Um, even long before I had met Spencer, uh, dating back to working at Puckmasters in Port Coquitlam. However, um, you, you know, I tried to maintain the same uh, dry, level of drive and, and professionalism and teach every kid the exact same way. However, if anybody's ever coached anybody before, when you come across a kid that has, you know, elite skill uh, plus the drive, uh, you know, it makes you as a coach elevate, you know, your game. So it made, you know, getting to work with Spencer, it, it made going to work, you know, enjoyable. And I took a, a level of uh, interest in him, you know, and I actually followed, I Spence, I followed your career a little bit and I saw that, you know, you, you fell off and I just was in no um, place to even reach out to you. Plus, you know, when you were going through all that, I was actually in jail. So, um, you know, I wish I could have been there for you more, but uh, when I met Spencer, guys, uh, you know, I actually found videos of us messing around on the ice uh, when he's 17. And there's I found some other videos that I'm not in uh, that these guys did from the rink. Uh, just, you know, saying, you know, Spencer Meyer, top prospect, because you were you were a top prospect. Like you look at the BC Cup, you let it in scoring, uh, which is uh, the top uh, 15 year olds in the province of BC. And, um, you know, you led the, the tournament in scoring and Jake Vertan was there. Uh, Hicketts and a bunch of guys that we could go through the roster. It's it's crazy of the different guys that were there and you let in scoring. So, you know, when I met him, guys, he was uh, driven and, and he had a promising future. And, um, you know, man, you, you were so strong, so powerful, and you had such a strong work ethic that, it you know, I, I loved working with you. So uh, getting to know you as a kid and now reconnecting with you now, Spence, is great. But uh, I kind of want to talk to you about, um, your experience, you know, getting drafted into the WHL and, uh, you know, obviously, you know, at 14, 15 years old, that was your goal. You attained that goal. Um, but what kind of pressures did you have on yourself as a 14 or 15 year old? Thank you for the, uh, the introduction. Um, to me, that's actually very significant makes me feel good as myself as well too um you know what uh everything that you said kind of leads up to my addiction problems as well too um when i got drafted to the whl i was obviously the only one in my high school let's put it at that and because a lot of um a lot of players, a lot of uh, um, high elite athletes in the hockey industry, um, they're all at that level. They're all, they're either academies now, they're out their high schools, they're all doing their different things. Um, you know, there's, there's other people around them. There's, there's girls, there's guys, there's other influences that are influencing them to do different things. 
and these influential athletes that are elite athletes, um, they can go they can go on a different path. They can, as as did I, but uh, these these athletes at sixteen years old, they go on a different path. And uh, what you said uh, when it comes to the WHL getting drafted, yes. Um, there's a lot of people that do get drafted and, uh, they're at this age, they get drafted to something that they have no, they have no idea. They don't have an expectation. They don't, um, they, they have no idea what it is to be honest. So, yeah. And that's the thing. So nobody really knows uh, until you go through it. And then, you know, as a 14, 15 year old kid, you really don't know what you're getting involved in either. And then you get thrown into it. Um, and it's really a mini NHL. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's so great. The free gear and the sticks and the track suits and the fans and the music and the warm up and all that cool stuff. And I mean, we all we all work our whole lives to get to that. And but at ju- the same, you just, yeah. said, you just said it right there. You just said it right there, Brady. You just said it right there. The track suits, the fans, the uh, the logos, the audio, all of that. Yeah, you, we get into it. We get into it. Do all of us succeed? No, we don't. Absolutely not. Uh, 27 players on that bench do not succeed. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's where, that's where and it that, all happens. And that's the thing, right? And so, um, every, we all have these expectations and, and realistically, right. So like the power of the mind is, is so intense. So like, if you believe in something strong enough, I truly believe it can come true. But if you're not in my experience, if you're not like a first round WHL draft pick, or once you're in the dub, if you're not a first, second round NHL draft pick, you don't carry around the same confidence you don't almost get treated the same um and regardless of what anybody wants to say that's the truth so you have these expectations and sure you want to believe that you could too make it to the nhl because if you start to believe you can't you won't but then all of a sudden when you get there and now the coaches are telling you no you're not going to play on the power play or no you're not going to play tonight or no, you're not, didn't make the team or, or whatever. It, you don't even know how to take all that in at a, when you're 16, 17, 18 years old sometimes. Some guys do great with it. Some guys do not. Some guys never even have to deal with that because they're just first-round picks. They never get healthy scratch. They never miss a power play. They never miss a penalty kill. They get dropped in the first round. They go on their merry way and have successful NHL careers, and that's great, and that's the dream. That's what we all want, but that – very very rarely happens so where do we draw the line and how do we make it so that you know stories like yourself and mine and like spencer we are not alone but like maybe we are extreme cases or i i can only speak for myself i'm a really extreme case in some in some senses but am i though because some guys are not even here anymore like that to me is an extreme case they lost their life like guys are losing their lives and taking their lives because not necessarily because of hockey, but because of just the whole 
build up to it. You're a kid and the, the pressures and the expectations and then the letdown and then the not having the team and not having the safety net. And you feel like this identity, like everything you are is just gone. And for me, Spencer, it was like, when I got into the drug world and started selling drugs and doing drug collections and robberies and all this crazy shit, and this might sound crazy to people, and, and I haven't talked too much about it, but this is the this is the truth, guys. This is the truth, okay? So, and this is the one thing I, I've told you guys from day one, if you're listening, I will not pull any punches. There is no point in it. If you don't like what I'm saying, just turn it off. Like, I, I really... I'm sorry, I don't give a shit because I'm trying to, if I'm not saying the message the right way, I apologize. I'm learning. But at the same time, this is coming from the heart. So like, it is just, oh my God. Now I can't even remember what I was saying because see all the concussions I have and I get all fucking misconstrued because I'm trying to like, I'm still trying to justify myself with things when really I should just be able to say whatever the fuck I want. What was I talking about, Spencer? Refresh my memory. Hey. You know what? Uh, you can talk about whatever you want because at the end of the day, you do have the credibility in the WHL. Um, um, you know what? In the BCHL as well too, right? Yeah. Well, and I played in the American League and the East Coast, and like I, you know, yeah. And, and, and oh that's no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking juniors right now because oh, that's, well, juniors. I, that is the problem, I'm, right? And that is I'm where just, we need. That's to where focus. it's. That's where it starts, right? That's where yeah, I'm talking and, about where it starts. And, and that is, and that's a thing. So, and again, um, I even forget where I was going with that because I have a million things going on in my mind. But the the whole build up to it, and and all of it, and then not knowing how to, um you know, just digest it all and, and take it all in. And, and like, I really had something, a good point with something I was going to say. And now I can't remember what I was going to say. And I'll have to go back and listen to it. But like, yeah, on, so, honest. Yeah. But where it started, yeah. like, like where it started, you know, like if you're not that high end guy and all of a sudden it's just crazy. It's just, it's fucking crazy. Go ahead. Go and, ahead. Spence. And, yeah. Yeah. For sure. And, and you know, the biggest thing uh, that I think as well too is when you aren't that uh, that that high end guy like you say, but I don't like to say high end. Um, I like to say, to be honest, contemporary, contemporary, because we look at that as uh, as a medium. We look at it as a medium, and we see, okay, that's what I want to strive for. Just like you're looking at real estate properties, that's what I want to strive for. But uh, we don't say, uh, oh, that's high end, that's exclusive, that's uh, uh, first class. Yeah, you know what? No, that's not what it is. We want to be at a level where we can, uh, we, can, we can talk to other people. We can, we can be at a medium. We can be at a medium with other people. Mm-hmm. So that's where it, that's where it's at with junior hockey. We all want to be at a medium, but it's not like that. Junior hockey is not like that. There is no medium. Mm-hmm. There's uh, 20-year-olds, you know what, 19-year-olds, uh, 18-year-olds, yeah, they've been in the league, they've been there, they've, been, they, they've done that. 17-year-olds that uh, got drafted in the first round, second round, you know what it is 
This is what it's like in the WHL draft. Yeah. These 17-year-olds, 16-year-olds, most of the time, 80% or higher, they get drafted into the WHL. They've already been there. They've been in the first round. They've been in the second round. Regardless of their skill set, regardless of what they are, yeah, they're playing on the first line. They're playing on the fourth line. It doesn't matter. So those people, regardless of first line, fourth line, those peop- those uh, fourth round, third round, uh, fifth round, those athletes that are maybe coming from families that do not have uh, the amount of money that have paid for them to become those superior athletes or um, have had that training uh, that has developed them to become the person that they are at that time. Yeah. Um, Those kind of people, right? Those kind of people, they do not have that. uh, They don't have that, that backing to bring them to the next level. So what do they do? Not what do they do? What do some of them do? And some of them, because where they raised, um, different cities around Canada, the United States, um, you know what? They take the wrong path. As did I, I took the wrong path. And so, uh, do you like, you know, it? it's so like, man, like, I don't know. I always say that, like, if it wasn't for hockey, I would have took the long, wrong path a lot sooner than I did. Like hockey allowed me to stay um, out of the shit for, for longer than I probably would have. But I mean, I look at the things and the reasons why I was always getting into trouble and turning to, to drugs and alcohol and, and all that. Oh, it's hockey for um, me. Yeah. And, and it, it, well, it's hockey, but it's also because, you know, I suffered from sexual abuse at a young age and, and I never dealt with that. And so like hockey was my drug for a long time. It was, my everything like i didn't give a shit when i was playing hockey i forgot about everything and if it wasn't ice hockey i was on my rollerblades and out from my house and if there's nobody to play with i was fucking commentating myself by myself being both teams pablo Bray, oh checked by paul korea oh he checks paul korea pablo Bray, score you know like by my fucking self on the front lawn like a or front you know, by myself, but that was me and my drug. That was my drug. You know, like I was in a different world. Oh, 100 percent. So, so why did hockey? Why why did hockey disconnect you from everything? Because t- t- for me, hockey connected me to everything that I needed to be disconnected from. Yes, exactly. That's what that's that's what my story was. So when uh, hockey, so let me say that again. Hockey disconnected me from everything that I was raised from and and was been around, right? And that was a negative aspect of my life. Yeah. So when hockey uh, took a, well, in the WHL, hockey took a, it took a slide. Everything went downhill. What happened then? I went back to that. Yeah. Because that's all I had. Yeah, of course. And, uh, you know, so before we get back to that, I quickly, I remember where I was going with the thing I was saying. So when I, I, I just remember this. So I, and it's, I, I just wanted to bring it up because I remembered where I was going with this, that whole story. So what I was saying 
Um, remember we were talking about how you were saying how you get into it, the music, the lights, like you feel like a fucking rock star almost like when you're in the WHL and, and it's almost like a, a false sense of fucking, um, who you are. Cause you know what I mean? And, and realistically you're young, you don't know how to handle it. And it's not, you're not really a celebrity, but you're kind of a minor celebrity in a sense. Like you're, you know, you're getting interviewed, you're whatever. And it makes you feel well, you're like at, you're feeding your ego. You're at, you're at a young age, you're getting interviewed. You feel like you're, a, a, and, and of course you're 16, 17 at that age and the girls, and this has to do with addiction. Absolutely. It does. And alcoholism, um, the girls are underneath at that age, 16, 17 years old. You know how it is. Yeah, uh, 100%. girls, Instagram, this and that. You you have lights, you have uh, cameras, you have microphones all over you, and you're talking, blah blah blah. Yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. You <laughs> have no idea at that point what you're talking about. You are a you're you're part of a WHL organization. You're yeah, part that, of the Corona Rockets. You're yeah, part. And, you know what I mean. And I hate to say this. I hate to say this, but like realistically. If you're not a top, like, like one of those guys we're talking about, they will dispense you like the right fucking now. And I don't care what any of them want to say. Um, some of them make better relationship with players and other organizations. But let's be honest, if, if, if not just the WHL, okay, I'm not picking on the WHL, but I'm talking about the OHL, the Q, um, even minor league pro teams, okay, they need to do a better job checking in on these guys because if you're going to bring these guys and disrupt their lives from their high school lives and and give them a chance to come to your play for your team and give them these hopes and you build them up and and you know they're dealing with this shit but you don't even they don't do they care like i don't i'm not sure if they do or people i'm not saying none of them do because i know there's people that do but in the sense it's a business and it's it's all insane And, and i love it don't get me wrong WHL was a great experience for me in a sense, but at the same time, um, it's not so much just the WHL, it's just our society and with hockey and the way that the business is run for children um, and with not a lot of support, but no, none of them to talk to. And before I get into it, I want to, I want to say what I was saying. So those lights, the cameras, it's giving you this, um, even hockey, this adrenaline. So what I was saying is when I started getting into the life of crime, which I never, never, uh, can I say, never really had to do because uh, eventually the borrowing money from my dad and the friends and making up all the lies, they run out. And, um, you know, and yeah, I got, so, you know, what do you do? You start selling drugs or you do whatever. And, um, you know, obviously I ended up on Hastings selling drugs down there, but also doing anything and everything I could. I, uh, I've done some of the grimiest shit you could think of because of drugs. And that is not me. If anybody that knows me, I'm like one of the nicest caring people. And like, but when you're addicted and desperate, you will do anything, um, especially addicted to opiates. But let me also tell you guys when, uh, so I fought a lot. Okay. Um, and I was a hated guy in the WHL by the fans of other teams, by the other teams. And I fed off that shit. Okay. Fans chant my name, leave, oh, leave, you know what I mean? Like, fuck, I kind of like, you know what I mean? I loved it. And, and it, you know, and then all of a sudden that's gone or whatever. So how do you recreate that adrenaline and that whatever you go fucking rob somebody or you do something like that. And 
or I got in a high speed chase with the cops and like, it is not healthy, but like, that is the adrenaline. So like, that was almost like the addiction. Like to me, it was like, that was me recreating that feeling. Like, how am I going to recreate playing in front of 15,000 people fighting somebody like, and not going to jail and not, you know, going to the penalty box for five minutes. And, and you know how many times I get so worked up Spencer and have to calm right down and go back out and not let it get worked up. Cause you don't want to get another penalty. Oh, but I just want to kill, hey, I just want to fucking kill the guy. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's absolutely like, Oh my God. Because, uh, down, absolutely. Down. Because I know I've been there. I've done that. Um, I haven't, I, I can't say I've been as successful as you within points uh points and and uh, like you know just points in general in the whl uh especially because now that's a different story how i got there and and everything that happened and i want to um, get to that i i want if you want i want to talk about that because that was and but i don't want to cut you off spence so keep talking but i, I do want to get to that yeah, no, for sure. Um, and you know what? I'm here. I'm here to. Uh, I'm here to uh, disclose everything because I personally do not want anybody, anybody at the age of sixteen, at the age of fifteen, fifteen, getting drafted into the WHL and not really knowing what they're getting into. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean. Uh, whether it's that because I was somebody that got drafted in the fourth round and that's around that it is, it is, it's around that is very, um, there's a lot of discrepancy you either. Okay. Uh, you're going to play, you're going to not, you're going to play, you're going to not No, Okay. That's around. There's a discrepancy whether, uh, I'm going to make the fucking team. I was somebody that's going to make that fucking team. And no matter yeah. what personally, in my heart, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make that fucking team. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to do that. Yeah. So and I know, and I know you had that drive, right? I know, I know I, you were a killer, bro. Like you, you had that instinct. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, eh, and I'm, I'm not the person to make no excuse, like nothing that, uh, I, I don't want to say any names, uh, <laughs> that well, are, yeah, we don't uh, have to name names, but so listen, you, you know, you went to the BC Cup, you're 15 years old. Um, from there, you would have been, that would have been after your draft year, yeah? Or no, that would have been your draft well, year, right? That would have been before. Before you were drafted. So you led the team, the BC Cup in scoring and then got drafted in the fourth round. Okay, so I don't know how that works either, but anyways, yeah. who cares? That's what happened. So now, okay, now you break into the WHL, um, and what was that experience like? What did the team tell you? Or um, Because like you said, um, yeah, I maybe had a little more success getting points or whatever. Why, why are you looking back? Why do you think um, your career in the WHL didn't go as – quite as well or or looking back do you think there's things that could have taken place or do you think there could have been supports in place for you or or what is it because i'll tell you right now spencer it's not that you weren't skilled enough fast enough uh you didn't it's not that you didn't work hard enough it wasn't that you weren't tough enough i'm telling you right now you had all these things right um i'll even post a video of you training and it's crazy like i can turn with that power even like 
ever in my life. Like I was watching it. I'm like, wow, I just still I was like, wow, you know what I mean? So like, and you had that drive and it was like, you're racing. It didn't matter who you were racing. You were not going to lose. And like, I still, I never had that even ever in me, like maybe at times, but you always had it. So I always had, I had high expectations of you. I don't want to like sit here and say, because we can't change the past, Spencer. And what you're doing now is fantastic. So who fucking cares that you're not playing hockey and that you didn't wait, make it to the NHL or whatever? Because what we're going to do and what we could do together is going to be so much greater than anything either one of us could have ever done personally playing the NHL or, or any league for that fucking matter. Um, you know, we will change the fucking world um, or the hockey world. Like we will make some noise and that's, you know, along with some other people. And that is so much greater. Absolutely. So sometimes do you ever wonder like why um, you were like, you know. Oh, so I know I, why. I know why. You, okay. What was I going to say? Go ahead. I want you to take this one over. Yeah. No. Do you want to know why? I'll tell you why. So here, uh, the support system. There is no support system when you are a high, uh, when you are a high level athlete, there is no support system. Uh, there's just, uh, for instance, BC hockey. Okay, cool. Yeah. You're, you're with BC hockey. You're with BC soccer. You're with these, um, high level programs, but there is no support system when it comes to, okay, I grew up in Surrey. Well, yeah. what do you think is around Surrey? What do you think is around East Hastings? What do you think is around East Vancouver? Yeah. North well, Vancouver. It's everywhere, no, right? It, and Surrey is the worst. I was saying right it before doesn't, I it doesn't matter. Regardless, it doesn't matter where you are. It has no it does not matter where you are. There are drugs, there are alcohol everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. and these uh, high-performance programs like BC Hockey, uh, soccer, baseball—all these programs—they do not—they do not incorporate anything when it comes to addictions, uh, substance abuse, because that's what is being portrayed as a 16-year-old. You know what? Even 15, even 14. 14 years old, like that's where substance abuse is being portrayed. So, okay, as a 16 year old, as a as a 16 year old, very high fluent, high fluent, um, um, uh, somebody that's in the high school, um, somebody that's very popular. Let's say that somebody that's very popular. Yeah. Right. You think somebody like that isn't going to, well, they can't if they're whatever. I wasn't. Somebody that's very popular isn't going to be a part of those parties, for instance, that um, that are influential to drugs and alcohol. Yes. Like, no, no, those people aren't. But guess what drugs and alcohol do? They abuse you. Substance abuse is major. Substance abuse is crucial. Substance abuse ruins you as a person. No matter what age you are, substance abuse will bring you down. Yeah. 100%. It'll take everything. that's, That's what happened to me. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
and, and you know, and I appreciate you. I appreciate the honesty and like, it's, it's not easy to talk about. Like, so for me, it, it may, people are, I get a lot of people be like, how do you just talk so freely? And like the real, the, like, honestly, after my name was blasted in the front of the province newspaper for you know, robbing a taxi cab at knife point and all these liquor store thefts and all these other low life unbelievable things i couldn't believe that i did and my family had to deal with and all this shit like you know after seeing that it's like and you type my name into google and that's like what is the point like uh there's no hiding now and even if i could what good does that do me or anybody else so you know some people would be like oh my dad's always like maybe you say too much well fuck i don't care if like i said people don't want to listen they don't have to listen this is not nobody's putting a gun to their head and, and making them listen to hockey to hair on the road to recovery and i've been fortunate that i've had very very loyal listeners and, and i appreciate them so much um and i hope they can appreciate my honesty and sometimes i don't want to sound like rude or ignorant it's just the way that i am because I've just been so beaten down these last 12 years. And it's like, I don't, I just, man, you know, when you see old people and they just are so blunt, it's because they've just been through hell or something. Like, I don't know what it is. I'm almost like at that stage, I feel like, I feel like I've been through like a hundred lifetimes. I've been in jail for so long, been homeless on Hastings. I played in the fucking almost in the NHL, like, you know, like just crazy life experiences. And then you start talking to other people and, Everybody has crazy life experiences and every, every, nobody has it figured out really. And if you want to say you have it all figured out, I say you're lying because I still think you're scared of something and you don't have everything figured out. So like, you know, talking about it and, and having support systems in place is huge. Like we want to, with the puck support foundation, we want to get into like, you know, minor hockey associations to be like, Hey, guess what? We're here. Like here's our 1-800 number. Here, we're going to build a huge organization of doesn't matter what city you are in. We have guys, you know, if you're playing junior hockey and you're struggling, guess what? Darren McCarty is going to pick up the phone and say, hey, Spencer, you're having a hard time. This is four times Stanley Cup champ, Darren McCarty. You know, I went through the same thing. Talk it through. Can we get you some help? Whatever. Like, could you imagine you had Darren McCarty or fucking Theo Fleury call you um, when oh, you're going you know to the WHL? Hey, like, yeah, well, well, that's the thing right there. It's almost like I don't want to say anything about the WHL or or uh, the BCHL or or uh, BC Hockey, but uh, you know what? If I had a support system, if I had a support system that would help me through uh, addictions, substance abuse, um, life skills in general, uh, I I tell you yes. right now, I'd be a yes. player. Yes. Okay. So I love where you're going with that. I've thought about this so much. You said life skills in general. How much time, okay, when you were playing junior hockey, did you sit around and do fucking nothing when you weren't at practice or in the game playing video games or fucking talking to girls on your phone or fuck whatever it was that you guys did in whatever city at the time you were playing in, uh, wasting time, going to breakfast club to check in in the mornings for fucking a few minutes and doing whatever riding a stationary bike for 15 minutes like where the fuck are we teaching these kids once they're done high school like we did a, a few bullshit college classes in swift current and that's great that they're trying to help and like i'm not saying that swift current did it bad or anything because you know 
they were just doing the best they could with what they had at the time. But now we have so much access to information and there's been so many people that are struggling. Like it, enough is enough. Like something has to be fucking done. And like, uh, so like, why are we wasting time? It's like, why are we not teaching kids like how to m manage money or like how to get credit cards or like how to fucking pay a mortgage or, or why are we not get making sure that they have, yeah. have educations and like, yeah, like, you know what, the, the WHL scholarship school, the, the program, the CHL scholarship oh, program, that, it's it, bullshit. It's garbage in my opinion. It, you know what? Yeah. I, pff, absolutely. Uh, Just scrap sorry, the whole sorry, thing. Drop you. Scrap the whole thing. And if you play in the WHL and you don't want to go pro, now you can go play NCAA and get your full ride and go do it whatever. Uh, why Why can't we do that? Bingo. 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 Why can't we do you that? You just said it. You oh, just said you're getting, it. You're getting paid $100 every two weeks. You're a professional. Go fuck yourselves. That's how I feel. Absolutely. No, 100%. Uh, and and my, my uh, what I feel uh, towards that is, you know what? If they don't work out, like like personally i didn't if things don't work out okay then pay for their scholarship you're gonna put them on your website uh whl.ca you're gonna put them on your website and say uh so and so got drafted in the second round so and so you're putting their face their body everything into uh this this team, this team, the Prince Albert Raiders, the Edmonton Oil Kings, the Calgary Hitmen, the Tri-City Americans, the Vancouver Giants, whatever. It doesn't matter. When it yeah. comes to the WHL, you're going to put uh, somebody's name that they did not sign nothing to, by the way. No disclosures, no loss, nothing. They didn't sign nothing, but they, they put it on their websites. No, no problem. The WHL dots you. They, they put it on there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right when you're drafted, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But did you sign anything when you were drafted? And uh, and no. And no, I, well, I, for one, for one, I didn't even get drafted. But two, no, um, I didn't ever sign other than my contract. But that was long. Oh after my! That. You didn't get drafted? No. Fuck no, man. I didn't. I, I quit. At oh, the under my goodness. Okay, okay. I, the, I personally, yeah. I didn't know this. Yeah, at the under 16s. So you were just a superstar after that. At the under 16s, I fucking, uh, I quit because of actually Mike Hangan and Garrett Hunt because they were fucking picking on me. And uh, uh, I probably would have made the fucking team and would have got drafted at, at the BC Cup or whatever, like you lit it up. But I pretended to be sick and fucking quit. Because, you know, I didn't have any of my teammates from Poco or anyone there. And it was just like, I just felt really uncomfortable. And I just pussied right the fuck out. And that wasn't the only time that I did that in my life, unfortunately. And that's, um, you know, so that is right there, fear of failure. And, um, you know, that is another thing. Like, you know, like we, I don't know. I just, I want kids to like, have people to talk to and feel comfortable. And like, maybe not every kid is ever going to feel comfortable and have someone to talk to. But just and having they never will and they never will because they do not have that confidence due to the fact that either their mom or dad or whatever the fuck is controlling them. Uh, they don't have that platform. They don't have that platform to feel comfortable in. And there needs to be that. Uh, uh, there needs to be that level, the level of discrepancy. There has to be that. Yeah, yeah, there, no, and, 
I don't know, man. It makes my head hurt to think about it. Like I, I love hockey, but I'm not sure like what I would, what my honest um, advice would be to hockey parents or, or what it's going to be like when I face this with my kids. If the, if the day comes, like the, what shape is, is our hockey world in at that point? And because I mean, I just feel like, you know, to make it to the major junior, WHL, OHL, Q, whatever, you know, the best junior hockey league in the world. And, you know, we all, you know, as kids, that's what we want. And, and we're blinded by the fact that we have no idea what's going to, what we're going to face down the road. What we're gonna face down the road? You, we have. Will you say as as of kids, as of kids? No, that's us. That's that's high performance athletes of their yeah. uh, of the of their age group of their yeah. age group. Yeah, and it's yeah, yeah. and I, I don't you know I don't know what the answer is, man, or or what shape it's gonna be like at that time. But you know, if my kids are high performance athletes. You know, do I even want them to go through the pressures? Because, I mean, listen, there's good that comes out of it. You you could build some great character from the pressure and from the, the things and some confidence and whatever. But that is not well, what, always what has, the what case. Has, what has built us? What has built us? What has built you? Addiction? Substance abuse? What has built me? Addiction? Substance abuse? You think that's what we want our kids to build on? No. We don't want our kids to build on substance abuse, addiction. Absolutely not. We want our kids to build on a program, something that can uh, be influential to them. So there, there is no, there is no program. There is no. We're not influencing them, uh, you know, to do anything. Yeah, it's, and it's a program. It's a program, regardless of if they're, you know, first round draft pick of the NHL, first round whatever. I know it's. I know we're talking about hockey, but uh, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, no, it, it, it fits, in, it fits like, in a lot of situations, right? And um, I kind of want to talk about, you know, so your journey. Um, you know, you, you broke into the WHL and, you know, you, you struggled to find success and you, you mentioned it was, had to do with substance abuse and obviously probably some undiagnosed mental health, um, issues and, and whatever, who knows. Um, but you know, not being able to find that success and that confidence in your game can fucking ruin you off the ice. And especially when you start seeing other guys around you. Um, you know, starting to put the puck in the net or, or whatever. And, and you're, you feel like you're working twice as hard as them or, or doing everything right. Or, and, you know, and they're maybe getting more opportunity or, or whatever. And it just, and, and all of a sudden, you know, now all of a sudden you're gone off the team or whatever, you're on your second team. And now all of a sudden you're not playing and you went back, you even went back to your last year and played a few games in the KI. Like, Oh yeah. You know, like, you know, did, were you missing hockey? Because I know you took a year off. Like, do you want to talk about that? Like, so what was the ultimate leading factor to you not playing that one year? That Was that your 19-year-old year you didn't play? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Um, huh. I see you fidgeting over there. Like you don't really want to address that right now. It's cool if we don't want to go there. We can always hey, do this on another you've podcast. Some, you've had some very, you've had some very influential guys on here, and and uh, you know what? I know that personally, I'm not going anywhere um, with my hockey career. But uh, yeah, I I will I will disclose my story. Well, you um, can do it here, or yeah, that's cool if you do if you want. I know that uh, for anyone listening. Uh, Spencer's doing some amazing things and, and he's starting uh, planning on, you know, podcasting on his own and whether it's to do with hockey or not. But I, I think it's more to do with recovery. He can talk about it himself. But, um, you know, as you guys can tell, he tells an extremely powerful story. So, Spencer, if you want to, um, by all means, but I, I don't want you to feel any pressure. If you want to wait to do it on your own platform, by all means, please. But, um, you know, we, we are here. And if you want to, great. If not, we can we can move on to the next topic. Yeah, you know what? Um, I would I would like to do it on your platform because, you know what? Uh, me and you have had some history, and you know what? To be honest, at the end of the day, eh, I don't care what uh, I'm. Tr- I'm trying to help people. That's right. That's I'm right, buddy. To help people. So, um, yeah, that's what it is. Uh, yeah. So. Um, where were we? Well, just saying, like you know, you you didn't play your your nineteen year old year, so yeah, uh, you know, you if you look at you know everybody, what you do is you hockey DB or nowadays you elite prospect somebody, and, and it, you know you could see that you played, a, you know, you played some games, and, and you know, yeah, all of a sudden yeah, it yeah. fell off. So it's listen, buddy. I want everybody to know that before Spencer says anything, that this is a very very hard, hard thing to talk about. And for me, I'm able to do it now, but I'm 30, almost 33. So I, he's born in 96. So I'm nine years older than him and, you know, uh, have a little bit more years of of being able to digest everything. And I can appreciate how hard it is to talk about because it's almost like we let ourselves down in a sense when we have to talk about, it's like, man, I really wanted to be this hockey player and everybody wanted me to be this hockey player. Um, and I was supposed to be this hockey player and I turned into a, a drug addict or whatever, but that is not how we have to look at it. Like we are buddy, like what we can do now that we made th- it through both of us and especially together with the people we know is fucking incredible. So yeah, we were talking about, you know, at 19 all of a sudden you just you didn't play so i was just wondering uh why yeah absolutely and you know what thank you so much for saying that because that gave me the confidence to actually um uh, tell my story in a different different way um you know what at 16 yes i got drafted or 15 16 whatever it was i got drafted uh, to the Prince Albert Raiders, ended up going to their camp, played a couple games, and then due to a, uh, well, let me, <laughs> due to due to something that happened, I don't want to say anything about that, but uh, due yeah. to something that happened, I got traded 
to the Lethbridge Hurricanes. And uh, from there, my career went uh, downhill. Uh, from there, I got addicted to alcohol. From there, I got addicted to cocaine. And uh, there was no support. There was nothing that could bring me back to the team. Uh, given the circumstance that I was in, I was never a first line, second line uh, goal scorer. I was never, I wasn't that. I was never that. Um, due to that, I was always that third line, fourth line, in and out of the lineup kind of guy. And being that person, being that person, third, fourth line, in and out of the lineup, uh, drafted, undrafted, oh, okay, you're gonna, you're signing a contract. No, you're not signing a contract. WHL needs to do something about that. I'll tell you that right now, <laughs> because that's where addictions happen. But anyways, in that. Uh, that discrepancy, that level. I was always a big guy. You could see me, right? Yeah. I was always a big guy. I fought. You know, I fought. Um, that's all I could do. I, all I could do to stay in the WHL, given my, um, given the circumstance that I was developed into, I could only fight. Just because, okay, you're a third round, fourth round draft pick. Okay, because the second round and first round draft pick, they're not the same. They they already have their way. Because that's what it is. That's actually what it is. Right? Yeah. yeah. You know? That's what it is. They have their way. They're going to do what they do. The third, the fourth round, personally, I don't know about the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. Like, I don't know about that. But what I went through is, um, uh, okay, we're going to use you. We're going to use you to make money. When I was in Spokane, for instance, I got draft, or, or sorry, I got traded um, from Lethbridge to Spokane. Okay, you're going to fight in front of 17,000 people right now with zero points, zero points, because I didn't, uh, I had no points at that, like I had no points at that point. No points at that point uh, because I wasn't playing. I was playing 30 seconds, 30 seconds a game kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. There's, so no, how there's, am I gonna there's, get no, there's no chance of getting a point. There's just no chance. How am I going to get a point in WHL and the best players in the world? How am I going to get a point? I'm going to go on the ice. I'm going to skate. I'm going to go back and forth. I'm going to make sure I do my job back checking. I'm going to make sure I do my job uh, in the defensive zone. Right? Yeah. It, That's all you're worried about. Yeah, exactly. It's not about all you're worried about. So I went from uh, playing with you, with Pete Fry, you know, yeah, doing my thing, yeah, off, off, off summer, like you know, I'm summer doing my thing, to that, like yeah. whether you think you're a good player or not, whatever it is, it's organization that can control you, yeah. It's and if the, if the if the organization can control you, then it's a different story. Because guess what? You have no say. You have no say. And when you have no say, well, that's when addiction happens. Yep. Hold, 
Well, guys, I'm going to jump in um, and stop the podcast right there, and I'm going to tell you guys why. Um, Spencer and I continued talking, and he started to open up about some things um, that became extremely personal. Um, And after we started talking, uh, him and I decided that right now was not the best time uh, for him to disclose this information. Uh, It really shook me up. Um, And I just want to say to Spencer, if you're listening, um, thank you for trusting me with it. Um, And I want to say that I'm very proud of you, my friend, Um, my little brother almost, um, you know. Uh, I coached at a young age, uh, 17, you know, you were turning into a young man and I saw a bright future for you and uh, unfortunately the past, you know, six, seven years for your kid have been difficult, Uh, the past 12 have been hard for me and I really hope uh, that you're able to continue doing what you're doing. Um, Guys, we didn't get a chance to get into it. But this young man, uh, you know, is in the midst of creating uh, a treatment center for athletes in Edmonton, Alberta, and uh, it's really outstanding. I've seen the, the the setup he has. He gave me a little uh, cribs tour, if you will, and uh, I couldn't be more proud of him. And I really see us working together. And um, the story that he shared with me, guys, is uh, he's gonna share uh, and. We're going to, uh, you know, address it and when he's ready, um, you know, so there will be a part two um, to this podcast. I want to apologize to anybody that was listening and was into this. Um, however, I hope you can all appreciate um, the sensitive nature of uh, the conversation that took place um, shortly after uh, where I cut it off. So. Um, Spencer has agreed to definitely come back on. Um, we were actually going to continue and go a different direction. Um, but him and I actually spoke off air for about half an hour and, uh, decided uh, that we will uh, address this a, a different time. So Spencer Meyer, uh, what you're doing, buddy, is, is inspirational for me to see the strides that you've made even though I wasn't even aware that you were struggling my friend uh, is just amazing and I truly believe uh, that myself with you uh, and so many of these other guys like Mike Hangan and Matt Thompson and Jesse Paradise and Cooper Hollick and Carson Grant and uh, you know even Matt Punterari down in Wampum Pennsylvania uh, wants to get on board with the puck support and there's just so many guys Darren McCarty um, definitely guys there's there's guys that need help and um, another thing that uh, Spencer talked to me about off the air was the fact that he had three friends overdose in uh, in one year and th- all three of these friends played in the Western Hockey League um, and I haven't spoke about any of them because I just didn't know about them and it's not out there and it's not open um, so we are going to work on talking to the families and and uh, seeing what we can do to support them and, and see if they'll be brave to uh, share the story and join this important.
important, important movement. So, um, sort of a different podcast, guys, and, and certainly I, I would never end on this note, but um, I think it's a, a very important time to to just uh, take a second to reflect that um, sometimes, you know, we go through things that um, are traumatic and um, they change the course of our lives forever. Um, and sometimes those things are out of our control and um, sometimes those things can be confusing and hard. And uh, I just want everybody to know that, uh, you know, there's support out there. There is love out there. If I can do it, you can do it. Uh, I remember being in a eight by eight cell in jail thinking just kill me there is no answer everybody hates me there's no answer my kids will never talk to me which you know i still haven't talked to them but i'm holding on hope but you know i just felt like there's no hope i'll never get clean i'll never connect with my dad again i'll never connect with my family i'll never have a life outside of drugs and violence and crime in jail Um, and i've been able to turn this around um, and it's ultimately because of all of your support um, and people like Kevin Peterson, my very first guest on this podcast, uh, all the way through um, to all my guests. Um, Guys, so thank you so much for listening. Um, I really want to thank Spencer Meyer uh, for being so brave on and off the air of this podcast. Uh, I am so thankful to be able to reconnect with him. Um, And now we'll be able to reconnect in ways that we never could before because now he's an an adult and gone through his own share of experiences and now he's sharing the message of of, you know you know love strength and hope and um it's just incredible so spencer meyer keep on going buddy and i look forward to working with you uh in the near future and whenever you um want to come back on and continue the conversation this platform is all yours buddy and if there's anything i can do to help support you um please reach out. And if anyone's struggling out there, just remember guys that there's help. And um, if, if not to if you don't reach out to me, please, please reach out to somebody. Um, it's not easy. Um, but if we all work together, uh, we can make it a little bit easier. So I'm Brady Liebold and my comeback will be greater than my setback. And remember, have a great day if you so choose.